Hello all and welcome back to another season and episode of the Game Time CT Pick'ems Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Paguaga, and as always, I am joined by the Sean Patrick Foley. Sean, welcome back for another year of the picks. I brought my own mic. <laughs> um, picks are back uh, after a, another year, right? We did Pick'ems. I think we started these in... In well, we've 20... always had these at the with the meat grinder, and yes. then last year we separated it. Yes, but the pickums themselves, the post, the staff—it used to be done at the weeklies at the register, oh. um, and then we kind of brought it back a couple of years ago. Uh, started keeping tabs, and just quickly, I mean, the great Sean Bully and I tied last year for sixth place. Oof, I don't know how great that is. <laughs> no, not great. Uh, Chris McNamee won last year. Um, Stewart came in second, Jacobs in third, Fornabio in fourth, Erickson in fifth. You and I tied for sixth, Blocks in seventh, Aldham eighth, Morelli ninth, Venoni tenth, and the eight ball eleventh. Or my math is off because we had a tie between you and I. But we are back, and uh, the show, like it's always been, is going to be 10 games except for Thanksgiving week, the playoffs. Obviously, uh, we pick every game in the playoffs, and this year with the expanded playoffs, we're going to pick all. I think 24 quarterfinal games. Um, so we're back. We got 10 games on the slate this week. A uh, couple new changes to the show this week, obviously is just me and Sean, but going forward, we're going to have a third. We're going to have a rotating third chair. Uh, it's going to be someone in the picks who maybe had a good week who maybe, um, you know, had a bad week and we just want to come have them come on and razz them a little bit. So Joe Morelli, if you're listening, you might get an invite. We have a couple of new faces uh, for the Pickums this year. Uh, our boss, Sean Barker, the editor, is uh, is doing the picks this year, as well as uh, the managing editor of the sports department, Dan Brecklin, mm. uh, has joined the fold for the picks as well. So we got some new faces. We got people who want to win. All right, I'll tell you this. I don't want to throw them under the bus or out them, but Sean Barker wants to win. He is in it to win it this year, so it's very exciting. Um, we're playing for keeps. We play for trophies. You've seen the post last year. There is an eight-ball trophy awarded to the winner. Starting last year, Chris McNamee obviously has it. It is on his desk. He sends me photos every now and then to remind me that he is the champion. <laughs> all right? Now, before we get going, again, these picks, it's all in fun. It's all in jest. We're here to have a good time. Uh, if we pick against you, we do not hate you. We are just picking, okay? Though we do love hearing from teams that we don't pick who win. No, you know, I hate them. I don't like them. <laughs> I pick against you. I don't like you. <laughs> Shout out to Sheehan last year. Uh, I believe everyone picked against them uh, one week, and they won. And uh, they sent us a lovely video of them holding up the board and waving it around. Uh, so we're huge fans of that. Um, so we'll keep that going. But Sean, are you ready to uh, to dive into week one? We we kind of know nothing. So we're kind of going in blind here. Yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, you know, you have the benefit of reading all the previews or writing all the half the previews or maybe more than half. I don't quite know. Well, that's uh, I picked. I picked all the games with two teams that I wrote their previews for. That's yeah. why I did it now. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, that'll be fascinating to look at. But uh you know, uh, yeah. All right, let's go. I mean, let's go. I, 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 at listen, this point, I couldn't. 
I can't do any worse than I did last year. Maybe. Oh, I could, I guess. But I need to I need to have a little bit of better showing. I will say, though, I do pretty well in the playoffs. I think you I do. nailed everything last year, right? You do well in the playoffs. You just you get a little cocky in the regular season. I, I don't know about that. But... You go out on limbs. You go out on limbs to try oh, and right. steal points Seymour back. Antonio, yeah, because right. everyone else picked Antonio. Not like, Nog to beat Antonio. <laughs> All right, we are going to get started. We're going to jump into uh, a nice CT, uh, CCC matchup. And this one, I think I'm going to on Friday night. We got Southington, a perennial power in the CCC, is a constant playoff contender. And they're going up against Newington. A lot of people like Newington this year. A lot of guys are back. Patty Brown, Josiah Ross, just to name a few for Jason Pace. There's a lot of rumblings People love Newington this year, and they're opening up against probably one of the most consistent winners in the CCC, like I said, Southington, right? Mike Drury does a great job at this program. Uh, Lincoln Cardillo had a bunch of rushing yards last year. as their number two. I think he had 700 yards. He's back as the lead back for Southington. A lot of new faces across the field, though. Sean, I'm going to let you go first on this one. You're going with the staying power of Southington or the new the new kids on the block that everyone loves in Newington. I think Newington, I saw Newington. I did not see Southington in the preseason. Uh, you know, they had the, they have some dudes at Southington, as you mentioned, you know, Brown, um, Josiah Ross was catching touchdown passes over Amity. Uh, they looked very good. Um, that said, they, Southington is the big dogs, you know, and I don't think uh, when you come at the big dogs early, I don't think the big dogs back down or, you know, it's going to be a rude awakening, I believe, for Newington. And it's first off, remember, Newington did not win very many big games on it, big teams on its schedule last year. I and mean, they wiped the floor with a lot of people, but, you know, still, it did, they did not get a lot of playoff points because they didn't be, make, win any big games. Uh, so, uh, you know, Southington, veterans, you know, I'm curious about who Southington's quarterback is. We don't have him listed here. It doesn't look like, no. Uh, that's always a key for me. But that said, Drury, now in his 11th season, 12th overall. He's almost got 100 wins here. Uh, I say he gets real close. 99. I'm going with the Blue Knights. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Southington here. Uh, as much as I mean, I, I'm going to be at that game, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to hear it from Newington. It wouldn't be the first time that I've picked against them and they've won. But I'm going to go with Southington. It's early in the year. I think you know the experience will play a, a part, but I just think Southington has that staying power. So I'm going with the Blue Knights as well. All right, we're going to jump over to. A nice crossover. There's a bunch of crossovers this week, so these aren't really conference-based like they normally are each week. Uh, we got Weaver, the return of the Beavers, going up on the road against Tallinn. And Tallinn, 7-3 last year. Quietly 7-3 last year, but starting quarterback Nate Bowes, who's an awesome baseball player as well, transferred. He's at Kingsford, Oxford now. Uh, so new faces on both sides of the field here. I, I included this game. Weaver's back. I wanted to give him a little love. Jude Kelly. I mean, this is just a great story having Weaver back. I'll go first on this one. Um, I'm going to go with Tallinn. Uh, I, I want to see Weaver do well and get back. And I think Jude Kelly is the guy to get them there. But week one is just such a tall task to ask them to come out and get a win in their first game back. Is Ron Carlson still with the <laughs> with talent? Uh, every time I see talent, because that was a he was like really involved with us, and you know he got like a lot of shots. Yeah, he's playing at uh, he's playing at uh, Western New England. Oh, good for him! You know we always loved it, but uh, 
I'm going with Tallinn. You know, that's a tough. Drew Kelly on the sideline is big, but, uh, you know, and they've had a year to get ready for this game, I guess. Uh, but, you know, it's a whole different ballgame when you go from JV to varsity and you're just restarting the program again. I'm going with the Eagles. And we agree there. All right. You got a very nice uh, FCAC matchup. Um, the reigning double L champions now in class L, Darian, going to uh, Hog Valley. Play, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's what Hog I'm Hill. Hog Hill. Um, to play uh, St. Joe's on a Saturday at 1 o'clock. Um, not the St. Joe's teams that we're used to seeing, um, but still a good matchup, still a good rivalry. Um, Sean, I know you voted Darian number one, so I can yeah. I pencil in your pick? Yeah, no, I'm going to go with the Blue Wave. You know, they're in program mode right now. I mean, obviously a lot of new starters there, but I saw them against prep. They looked, uh, you know, the defense certainly looked in, in, in top form there. On the other side, a lot of people have kind of are, they, they don't know what to make of St. Joseph. A lot of guys left. They lost a lot of starters, only three back on both sides. One of them is Riley Jordan. Another one is Brandon Hutchinson. Brandon Hutchinson, you know, obviously Brady, his brother. Um, we think uh, he, he's really great, but, you know, they also have some guys uh, like uh, Yadzik up, up front and DeMarco at the, at the end, but, you know, St. Joseph lost a lot of guys and, you know, maybe a little bit of off-season turmoil. And it's just, you know, and it's going to be tough for them to get back. You know, if the guy's going to get them back, obviously it's going to be Joe Delavecchia. But, uh, you know, very anxious to see. They don't normally do great against Darianne. Um, so uh, I'm going to go with Blue Wave for sure. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with it. I'm going to go with Darianne. I think Darianne's one of the best teams in the state. Maybe the best team in the state. And, uh... A nice rivalry game to start the year, uh, you know, gets those new starters, kind of thrust them right into a high leverage situation. I think it will pay dividends for the Blue Wave. I'm going with the Blue Wave. All right, we're going over to the NVL, and we got two new coaches. We got Waterbury Career Academy and Wolkett facing off. I think this game could be a coin flip. Uh, to be honest, we don't really know super much about both. Uh, that's just kind of how the NVL rolls uh, in this one. I'm going to go on name recognition. This is my thought process going just program recognition, and I'm going to go with Wolkett. That's just all you because. got? That's all I got. Both teams I got uh, have new coaches. Yep. Uh, who I can't name. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I uh, I know they're here somewhere, but uh, I, we didn't know. I mean, I know Pete. Uh, Flamia, he moved up to the front office for WCA. So, uh, you know, they had a new coach there, and they had a new coach at uh, Wolkit too. And I'm going to go with Wolkit just based on historical, I guess, maybe. You know, Jalen Goppy's not running for WCA anymore. So, I mean, I don't know. That was a while ago. That was like three years ago now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, this, is a good, this is a good pick them here. You know, uh, just to kind of see, you know, what your chops are, I think. Uh, this will uh, separate a few of us very early, but I'm going to go with Wilkie. All right. Got another, uh, we got a Pequot matchup as we move up the state. We got Granby Canton and Luke Marr going to SMSA to play the co-op of Hartford. That's what I kind of call them. They are the co-op of everybody. The Tiger Hawks uh, in the Pequot. Sean, you know that I'm a 
I'm all aboard the SNSA train this year, but I'll let you go first. <laughs> well, you got to see him at a scrimmage. The, the, the rule of thumb here, folks, is if Pete sees you or if you're nice to Pete <laughs> on the sidelines, Pete is your best friend. You know, last year, Ridgefield, oh, he was all over Ridgefield because they loved him. They showed him love. He was all over them just the way they came back, and they were just, it was a big love fest. Well, Ridgefield tanked, and then Pete tanked with him. So, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Quinn's done a great job at uh, SMSA, you know, the former, you know, former assistant at Weaver. Uh, Danny Hernandez, Kion Winter, Isaiah Flores. Uh, they were five and four last year, you know, and they've been to the playoffs. They've been up there before. Uh, I think recently, though, Granby Canton, Mar, you know, Granby Canton coming off a playoff berth last year. Um, you know, I, I I feel like you know they didn't win. I think they they, they got lost in the first round, if I remember uh, correctly. Yes, they lost to uh, Torrington in a pretty you know back and forth game. Um, they got oh man, they got the, the quarterback is back. They got a bunch of uh, they got Cooper Boyd at linebacker. I I like Granby Cannon. I mean, I know it's going to be a kind of a slugfest, a Pequot Uncas slugfest, but I'm just going to go with Granby Cannon because playoff team last year. You know, maybe just a few more guys. Who knows? I mean, uh, can SMSA win? Probably, but I'm going to go with Graham Campbell. Ooh, I think this is the first time that we've disagreed. I'm going to go with SMSA. Hmm. I am. What? That's a shock, Pete. I am, I am all aboard the Tiger Hawks train. Danny Hernandez did so much for them last year as a playmaker. As at running back, a wide receiver, he had 10 touchdowns. Now he's moving under center. He looked really good uh, in the scrimmage. He's athletic. He's fast. They got guys, they got athletes, and I think, you know, it being a home game will benefit SMSA, uh, but I'm going with Kevin Quinn and the Tiger Hawks. Rawr! Rawr! That's how Tiger Just Hawks. because Pete saw him in the preseason, that's why I picked him. <laughs> I always pick Randy Canton, let's be honest. All right. But All right. Tiger Hawks, rawr! All right, got a nice SCC matchup, even though it's technically not an SCC game. It is a, an alliance game, even though they're both in the SCC and they're both from the same town. We got West Haven at Notre Dame West Haven. Sean, you love both of these teams this year. Yeah. That I know for a fact. I know this is a game I think you're going to. Um, I, so, I, it's up in the air. Up in the air. Excited you're going to Southington. I might have to do the Greenwich game. But it's certainly on my list. It's Wednesday. I better figure it out uh, very shortly. Uh, look, Soderman Bowl to start the season pretty good it's pretty good I, I this has been a big rivalry a lot of kids are in town they know each other um Notre Dame West Haven kind of feels like they got a little hose last year when uh when Matt Picota lost in the game from a concussion West Haven went on to just pound the rock with the with the uh with the wing T offense and you know Notre Dame West Haven all off season I'm told we're chirping you guys were you know if we had our guy, you know, we're gonna we should have won that game. Blah blah blah. West Haven's like, all right, let's see it this time. You know, it's been Notre Dame has not beaten West Haven a lot recently. I think West Haven's won like four or last five or something like that. You know, it's at Veterans Field. West Haven uh, playing. Uh, they got a lot. They got you know the offensive line is kind of being rebuilt. Um, they're they're they're. They're, uh, uh, they're running back. A lot of their skill guys are back. They have a, a Colin at quarterback, now a sophomore. He played well in that game uh, against Notre Dame last year. But, you know, 
I just look at the guys their name has, and I, I think, you know, I'm picking them to to win Class M this year. You, know, you got Jacob State and a running back who looked great against Ridgefield in that scrimmage. Christian um, Lewis, Derek Lewis's, the former West Haven great Derek Lewis's son, Trader. I'm sure they love that. Christian go to Notre Dame. And then, uh, and then obviously they have Picota. Uh, so it's, I think it's kind of payback time here. That's at their field. Notre Dame's got a lot to play for. Obviously, West Haven also, you know, their coach, uh, Rich Boche, you know, is, is the cancer diagnosis is returned. He's had to have a lot of surgery. He's still recovering from that. Our best goes out to him, and I think he's got a good team this year. And he's certainly the team's kind of been rallying around him. But, uh, um, but I, I like Notre Dame here. And they're going to, you know, I'm going to hear it from West Haven, guys. Especially, uh, especially Tom Unger, their their uh, their defensive coordinator. But uh, but you know, I, I think West Haven would be right there. It should be a great game. You know, if you're looking for a, a non-alliance alliance game <laughs> on your schedule, or a non-SEC SEC game, I should say, on your schedule, this is the one to go to. I mean, it's it's a monster. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Notre Dame, uh, West Haven. I actually just side note. I also believe the Darien St. Joe's game is an alliance game and not an FCI game. That is correct. That is correct. That Look at me. Correct. Look at me. I remember things. All right, so you're going with Notre Dame. I, I too, am going with Notre Dame. I'm going with the Green Knights. Uh, I think this team, if they were healthy last year, this team could have shaken things up a little bit. Um, but if they can stay healthy, they're they're going to be a team to really, really give teams fits. Uh, and it starts with a huge rivalry win on opening weeks. So I'm going with Notre Dame as well. Uh Big game, which Sean also might go to on Friday. He's stuck between. We got number one, the number one team in the state, Greenwich, traveling to Newtown to play the Nighthawks. Now, this is the way I look at this game. We got Greenwich and Jack Wilson, quarterback, back from last year, had a really good junior year. Um, you know, had Greenwich in a position to win their first play, uh, to win the quarterfinals. Against Prep, he got hurt. He left the game. Okay, he's back. He's got a chip on his shoulder. I heard from coaches down there. He got big. He is looking to have a big senior year. Then on the other side, running the Newtown offense, we got Dylan Magazoo. He was a junior last year. Just an unbelievable dual threat quarterback. He'll drop back. He'll sling it. He's not there. He'll tuck it. He'll give it six, seven, eight, nine, ten yards. He can move. Um, as for me, it's going to be which quarterback plays better. Uh, I think they're both really good quarterbacks. They're both on our radar in terms of 25 to watch, you know, uh, guys that we need to know to keep an eye out on for all state later in the year. All right. But I think top to bottom, Greenwich is the number one team. I voted Greenwich the number one team in the preseason poll. So, I'm picking Greenwich to win this game because why would I vote Greenwich number one in the poll if I think they're going to lose the first week of the season? Pete, I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with Greenwich here too. Uh, you know, I had him number two in my poll. I didn't quite want to give him number one, but clearly a lot of uh, starters back. Um, There's a lot of expectations there. You know, they were right there with Fairfield Prep, as you said uh, at the end. And uh, you know, Wilson's got them. They have, they have Jake Kiernan, a great lineman. there was second team All State for us, I believe. And uh, a lot of other playmakers there as well. Um, you know, Newtown. Uh, I, I think Newtown's got to show me something here before I can start uh, picking Newtown and 
picks, but uh, if they show me something, it's probably a game I'm going to go see. You know, I might have to go say to our, our guys up there at Cover 2. Shout out. But, uh, you know, Newtown's got some things. You know, it was kind of an up-and-down season for them, not quite the one they wanted. Again, I think a lot of that had to do with COVID, uh, like a lot of these teams, but uh, Newtown really needed it last year. Um, we'll see about the quarterback. We'll see about these guys. But right now, Greenwich is going up there. I think they're on a mission. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got uh, three more Alliance games to wrap us up. And the first one we're going to start with, and, and you know, this one's a, it's a tough one for me, personally. We got Trumbull at Massac. As a Trumbull resident now, but I also live like 12 minutes away from Massac High School. Yeah. So this is just an internal struggle for your boy. So with that said, you can go first. <laughs> the border war. I mean, when was the last time Trumbull played Massac? I, 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 you know, this has always been one of those things. You know, there's, there's the crux of towns. That ones, it's like uh, where it's like the the four corners almost, right? Where you have FCAC on the southwest, you have SEC in the east, and then you have SWC. It's where the Twain meets the SWC in the northwest. Massac up top, Shelton and and Trumbull. That's the Twain of the SWs, the confluence, the first and first intersection of uh, of the SEC. FCAC, SWC. They don't ever play each other normally. A while back when we started doing this Alliance stuff, they said we're going to have Shelton play Trumbull. I always thought that was a great matchup. Two large schools. Massac kind of always got left out a little bit there. Uh, but now I don't... There Was there a time? I can't recall off the top of my head. But this is a great one. This is a good one for this, this community, this area. Um, a lot of people, lots of businesses and people live in each town and are working towns and stuff like that so it should be a very fascinating one like we said in the podcast the meat grinder you know trumbull uh, a lot of people like trumbull but a lot of people don't quite know what trumbull's got and they got a lot of guys i mean obviously the yeah, agosti at quarterback carly at end no corbin smith but massic uh, you know massic's got uh well they don't have the saku twins number one but that that team last year kind of exceeded expectations let's be honest you know, a lot of people didn't believe in you know, Christie was going to do the right thing over there, but uh, but now the Sackey brothers, the twins are gone, but they still got twins somehow, right? Um, and uh, so that that'll be fascinating uh, to see, um, you know, how how Massick shows up. It, it, but they're you know they're going to be at their place, um, so I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm anxious to see uh, you know how how the uh, the Panthers stack up against this vaunted you know number nine ranked team from Trumbull. That said, I am going to go with Trumbull. Yes, the Massac Twins replacing the Sackers with the Walkers. Gavin and Shane, sophomores, I heard they are the real deal. And a lot of people like them in terms of like coming in and filling that role. They're both going to play wide out, which is where Nick and Ryan Sackey played. Uh, Dylan Jackson is still there slinging the ball for the Panthers. That said, I, too, will go with Trumbull. I voted Trumbull higher in my ranking than uh, other people. I was in that group that voted them high, not the group that didn't have them on their ballot. Uh, so Trumbull's an interesting team, but I think it gets off. I think their season gets off to a, on the right foot with a big win over Massick to start the season. All right, this game was awesome last year. This game was one of the best games of the regular season last year and unfortunately for one of these teams the team that lost it 
unfortunately cost them a playoff spot ten weeks later. I would and argue that, the I would argue it did, but I would also argue that playing hand and wet and Hamden also. Yes, does. of course. Go ahead. But, yeah. I digress. But New Fairfield at Sheehan. Uh, this game last year was uh, was at New Fairfield. Uh, Sheehan scored with a little time left. They went for two. Didn't get it. Lost 14-13. All right. New head coach at New Fairfield. Greg Schwartz takes over the program. Uh, he's got his quarterback back in Justin McCormick, who had a really solid year last year. All right. Then we got Sheehan. We've talked at nauseum about Sheehan. They are the poster boys of what is wrong with the state and scheduling system. This game could make or break their playoff hopes. It could, with the way that each of these teams' schedules are, are drawn out. Both of these teams need to win this game. Yep. This game is this game is gigantic stakes. Um and I'm gonna go with Shan. I'm going with Shan. Uh, this is just a blind pick because I think they're gonna remember what happened last year. They're not thrilled. Um, they know that losing that game cost them a spot to repeat as champions uh, in S. So I think Sheen comes out. It's at home. They got their cool opening with the smoke and the fog, and Ferrazzi leads them out. It's yeah. very cool. Very fun. Very cool. And, you know, Ferrazzi's hair is going to be on point. You know, it's week one. He's going to have all that gel up in there. Uh, no, but the, Titan, the Titans are ready. They've been, this has been circled since the schedule came out. I'm going with Shane. The two coaches I've seen who use the most gel in their hair, at least off the top of my head, are Ferrazzi and Brockett. Ferrazzi wears his at games. Brockett has a hat on. Brockett, when Brockett gets dressed up, he goes to town. Ferrazzi goes to town no matter what. <laughs> well, when you got hair like that, look, I, I'm not one to complain. I got none. So uh, if got you got hair like that, you know, rep it, both of us. flaunt it, you know. Ferrazzi does a great job with it. Yeah, so got the style. Ferrazzi's always, Ferrazzi's got style, man. We, we love him for that, you know. And now it's at their part. Now I know, I know he's been banging this into his kids' heads all off season. They took it from you. Go get it back. They took it from you. Go get it back. You guys didn't. They they stopped you. Now you stop them. Make your mark. This is where you make your mark. Great start to the season. I mean, I mean, I would love to go to this game. But uh, you know, New Fairfield coming into a hornet's nest. That's as they say. You know, uh, and uh, Paul Gorey now the quarterback at Sheehan. You know, got some weapons around him. Uh, I think uh, I think this Titans. You know, who are in double S. So this isn't, they're not playoff mates anymore. New Fairfield's in S. New, uh, and she and double S. Stakes are high. They can hand the West Haven and hand down the road. They need this game, like you said. Need it. Again, it's easier to get into the state playoffs. But she and the teams that are in double S have a lot easier schedules than she and. And even at like six and four, I'd be like, I think Sheen's left out. Unless they can get some SEC bonus points or whatever that is. Anyway, I'm going with Sheen. <laughs> All right, we got went well, along with it. I'm going with Sheen. <laughs> we got one more. Another another crossover game. We got Justin Keller yeah, and the boy. Field Tigers. Yeah, boy. Heading up to Shelton to Shelton. play the Gales in one of the Gales 
enormously tough games because that's what their entire schedule is. Yeah. Um, but it's in Shelton. They got that dark field with the trees around it. It's a very thin. In- Intimidating, yeah. Edward fit. C. Finn Stadium. It's a very intimidating place to play as a road team. It's very intimidating. It's very dark. Um, they do their they do their cool walk through entrance. It's very cool. Um, you know, Tiger Hollow is pretty sick too. But we're at Finn for this one. Um, you know, and it pains me. It pains me, Sean. But I'm going with Mike the Felice. And the Shelton Gals, I think the Gals, their schedule is so tough that they need to get wins in games where they can. And this is one of those games. I'm going with the Gals, their new revamped offense that looks really good. Shelton just looks good. They got dudes. They got players. I'm going with Shelton. My apologies to Ridgefield. Uh, I know I'm going to get yelled at, but I'm going with the Gals. I'm going to go with Shelton, too, Pete, because their spot, uh, their offense, you know, need to work some things out. They got beat up a little bit by Ansonia, but Richfield doesn't have the running game that Ansonia does. It's, it's you know, Keller throwing the ball. Listen, I, I absolutely love Kyle Colsey, the lacrosse star. Um, you know, the old man went to school with me at Syracuse. Probably doesn't know that, but you know, I've said it a million times. But uh, anyway, Colsey is great, you know. I'm glad he's playing football. And I know like his older brother didn't before the season. And we also, but anyway, Ridgefield, you know, I, I, they got guys and I, and they looked pretty good. They were there with Notre Dame. They're kind of going back and forth. Colesley was, if you you keep an eye on him, you might have a a good chance. But if you lose him and he's small, er, than most receivers, Keller's going to find him and they're going to break your hearts. So, you know, I think the defense needs to uh, – I think it's going to be okay there at Ridgefield. But that said, I uh, I think Shelton now, year after the pandemic, the offense wasn't great. Coaches have told me who have seen him that they think the offense is excellent. You know, Kinnick is now – he started last year quarterback. That old two-quarterback thing is over. You have two quarterbacks, you have done. Yeah, I, you know, the camps, the receiver DB, Ricky Fiola, we know him. Receiver DB 6-1. Jacob Gerard at O-line taking over. Kind of him and Tyler Radzion taking over for a wiener. Uh, Lakovich, you know, those guys kind of need to step up now. And Shelton's guy, that's the one thing Shelton does a lot of. A lot of their underclassmen, they know the tradition. They step up. And uh, now this is at their spot. They know what they're up against. They got a, got a big schedule. Uh, you know, right after this, Pete. Schedule is hand, then Windsor, which is a L caliber program, double M, and then North Haven. And uh, I don't know, were the, were the you know, were, were the Kansas City Chiefs not uh, available for the first <laughs> couple of weeks? My goodness. Or the Bills? Jeez. Um, you know, talk about your, your, your just ridiculous schedule. Shelton has got to be the toughest that I've seen. Uh, it's up there, but Ridgefield started. You know that's a, that's a tough spot for Ridgefield coming down. I like the Gales. I agree. All right, whoo! You know what? My board looks like ten and zero. I don't know about you, but my okay. board looks like it's ten and zero. I'm not getting too cocky, Pete. Like you said, <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna keep a low key this year. If I get a ten point lead with about you know mid season, maybe I'll get a little a little arrogant. But not after last year. I, I can't afford it. 
Yeah, we need to come back and win because there were people talking mad smack about us being like, you guys are running the podcast, but you don't know how to pick. Yeah. So I think I think we I think we need to finish in the top two. I think that's our goal. I'll be just happy to finish above six at this point. I just want to beat Morelli. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> Morelli's been with us for a lot of the a lot of the years, so I'm glad to have him there. And then obviously Chris is just I don't know where where he was getting. He was like uh, he well, was like Rothstein from the, the movie Casino. Well, he reads he, he reads everything. everything. He yeah. reads everything. That's right. His job. He probably reads it more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for week one of the Pickums. We will catch you guys uh, on the field Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We'll see you guys out there. Peace.